On this episode of the How To Hobby Podcast, Sean opens up about some of the struggles he's had with nutrition in his own life. While I was working, I was in such a high-paced, high-stress environment. I was eating as much as I could because I was stressed and I was like, I need to cope with that. We dive into that and more on tonight's episode. Hello and welcome to the How To Hobby Podcast. I'm your host, John Power, joined once again by San Diego's craziest new drone pilot, Sean Bennett. And we are here to bring you some amazingly clear and concise content tonight, all revolving about the world of nutrition and how to take charge of our fitness when it comes to what we're doing out there in the world, the hobbies, the way we're tackling work, the way we're tackling all the various things we do every single day, whether it's in the kitchen or outdoors, you know, the how-to hobby boys are here to give you the best we can. Sean, how you doing tonight? I am doing so good tonight. Uh, I had a really good day today. Took myself out to lunch. Uh, just, oh. just, just. I know I'm on a, oh. I'm on a good one today. I did a bunch <laughs> of walks around the beach. Like I'm, I am on a good one today. I read for a while. I took a nap. Like this unemployment thing, it is working for me. Oh, I good. Am, I am, I am in such a good mood lately. So. Where, yeah, I, I where, where'd you. you go eat? Where'd you go eat? So it's a, it's a restaurant in Del Mar. So anyone not familiar oh, with San Diego, uh, Del Mar is a little beach town. Um, little, it's a pretty big beach town in San Diego. And there's a place that I've been wanting to go to for a long time. I wanted to go there for my birthday. Didn't end up making it out to a place called Monarch and they have uh sea views so it's up on the third Ooh. floor of this complex and i got there right when they opened there were only three of us in the whole restaurant so they seated me with like the best view out by the water and i just ocean views eating this amazing flatbread uh eating what they call them butter beans so it's like kidney beans and like this honey glaze with this like seasoning sauce whatever uh and then a fantastic cocktail at like 11 30 in the morning uh, it was so good. And then after Ooh. I was there, I was like, oh, I'm I'm a little too full. I need to go on a walk. And so I went and I put the leftovers in my car. And then I spent about an hour doing a, a walk around Del Mar, walking down the beach for a while. I found this really cool lookout. Um, but yeah, so Monarch, if you're in San Diego, highly recommend you go check out Monarch. It is, is, it, is so it good. Monarch Cafe? Or it, is it? No, it is. I know that there's a place up in LA called Monarch and I've heard about it. And I, I don't know if it's any, uh, there's any, uh, similar synonymousness. Is I don't word? think so. Synonymousness. <laughs> cinnamon. I think it's a cinnamon. Uh, <laughs> cinnamon no. toast crunch is the only thing I know about it, but. No, this one is called Monarch Del Mar. Uh, it's Monarch Ocean Pub in Del Mar. Oh. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. We'll post a link in the show notes because we can. Um, but yeah, their their food was fantastic. And I just decided, um, I woke up this morning, not really sure what I really wanted to do. And um, we'll kind of touch on how I'm planning out my day when we get into the content of this evening. But um, yeah, decided to go take myself out to lunch. And how are you doing with the drone experience? Are you, are you still flying? You, your wings are are growing day in, day out? They're getting there. Um, I still have a lot to learn. I'm watching as much content as I can YouTube-wise and just trying to, to learn from other people who have done this journey before. Because uh, there's really two directions you can take drones, and I'm still trying to figure out what direction I want to take it. You can either take it the direction of 
just drone flying. So the first person view, the FPV, and you're just doing the the maneuvers through the air. And yeah, you're really yeah. just flying to see. So you're from the perspective of the drone. And then there's a side of drone for photography. And so that is where you're looking at more, much slower, smoother movements, and you're tracking cameras and objects. And so there's two completely different kinds of flying. And that's what I'm really focusing on is trying to figure out what I want to do. Um, I really think I'm focusing more on the flying first person for a while to get more familiar with the drone before I get to the the photography. But as I have learned, because my brother's in the film industry, you can, if you get good enough, you can make some decent, decent cash as a decent money, baby, money, uh, type of money (laughs) doing photography for drones. Um, dude, that is awesome. It can't be lucrative. I I don't see, I don't gas you up for no reason. You're going to be the hottest new drone pilot in SD and they're not even going to know what to do. They're just going to say, Sean Bennett, that's the man right there for the job. What's your day rate? Just tell me what your day rate is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and do you, uh, you haven't lost it yet. So that's a, that's a plus. Huge plus. Um, <laughs> I am so paranoid. I'm not going Dude. anywhere near water for a long time. Um, my brother, he had a friend who bought a really, really nice drone because he had flown smaller drones and he got kind of cocky, flew it out too far over the water, didn't pay attention, but his GPS wasn't working and he had, it crashed in the water at the beach and basically destroyed his drone. So I am way too paranoid for that, but I, I'm staying over land and really I'm not going higher than 40 feet. Um, oh, I don't okay, need, gotcha. I don't need yeah, to be going still, up to, yeah, I don't need to go keeping, up to like 400 the training feet. wheels on. The height exactly, wheels. exactly. And if anything happens, it's only falling. I mean, really, most of the time I keep it about 10 feet off the ground. Um, that way, if it does fall, it's going to hit grass and it's only falling from 10 feet. So likely it's just going to break you a blade or two. Didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do want to let you guys know I have this challenge going on. You might have heard about it in the, the weeks, the last couple of weeks. Uh, I am riding my bike 100 miles per week for the next for the for seven weeks in a row i'm on week four or no this is week five i've done four weeks of of 100 miles so i made my goal again last week i think i hit like 103 or something um and it was hot so this last weekend we we went up into the into the hundos uh i think it was 105 or 104 and i was out there for a good hour and 20 minutes so it was definitely a a cooker you 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 start to feel like a like a turkey or something um just like in the oven but you know i figure if people can sit in the sauna at 170 for 20 mm-hmm. minutes i can probably do an hour and change on in in one 105 or whatever the but the body's amazing though i'll tell you it's it's at first it's hard sean at first, there's like a five to 10 minute window where you're just like, why? Your body. This, this sucks. Just, no, yeah. It's like, it's like coming to ambient. Like it's not really ready for, especially mm. if you, when I come out of the facilities that I work out of where it's a, it's a perfectly cool 70, 75 all year round. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when it, once it gets hotter, of course, it's like even cooler inside because they got to really ramp up the, the AC. See, I come out and I'm like, my body is not, it's, it's not used to a hundred. And, uh, so it's, that is the one thing you really have to stick with it for that first 10 minutes. Otherwise. Yeah. But then once you're good, once you get all the systems are go and you, you're kind of, you're sweating and your, your amazingly complex, efficient system is working. 
to the best of its ability, uh, it's it's actually not too bad. Just just so everybody knows, it's not too bad. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's it's only in the triple digits, and we're writing by now. My main question is, what do you have a writing outfit in for oh, heat like yeah. that? Does it yeah. change? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh so now I'm definitely I have transformed into the especially if you're gonna do like anything I would say more than ten to ten to fifteen miles, you want to have a bib short. Hmm, and that's okay. just gonna make it more comfortable for your 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 behind. Um so yeah, there's a and for those that don't know that like a bib short or a, a cycling short has a built-in pad in the in the back um that that nicely uh makes contact with the saddle and, and gives you a little bit more cushion there where you need it. And when you're, I, I definitely don't have a lot of cushion in the back, so I, I'll take anything I need, but I did do a lot. I'll just say from the for very early on, all I had was uh, a, an athletic shirt and I still just mainly do athletic shirts. Hmm. I don't mess around with the full like Jersey. I just find it just, it's such a game of like looks and, you know, I want to look like a pro rider and this yep. and that. Every once in a while, like if I'm going with a buddy and we're going to do something more intense, like maybe 25, 30 miles, I'll throw one. On. I have like one shirt. Okay. Um, But for the most part, I have like, I've told you, I, I go on Lululemon, get the clearance shirt. And that's, I have like two of those. Um, And then I have like a couple other athletic shirts that I've had for years. And I just throw that on top of the bib shorts. And then, so now I've been slowly, I, at this point I have two pairs of the actual overall bibs. And I wear those in the afternoon because they're just, it's just a better, like when, I don't know, when it's that hot, you just want to feel like everything's nice and tight and compressed and it's just better overall. Um, but that was, that was like, oh, and then I have a cycling hat. So to keep the sun, actually even just a little bit of protection for the head is mm -hmm. huge. And on the weekends when I'm doing like a full hour, because I don't mind if it's 20 minutes out in the heat, direct sunlight, I'm not too worried. I just wear a short sleeve shirt. Um, but I have a outdoor research sun hoodie, which has UV protection built in. And then I actually have like sunscreen on my face, mineral stuff to reflect yep. the rays. Yeah. Yeah. Because the sun, it will burn you faster than you think and it oh, will yeah. mess your skin up coming from someone who i have joked my whole life i have a five head i don't have a forehead i have a five head i have a huge forehead it burns so quickly i swear sometimes it's just like <laughs> sucking the uv raising right. uh, and it just focuses on my forehead so uh well, yeah and, and sd is a sleeper man i'm telling you it, it is it's not much different than i'll like the the radiation wise i i feel like phoenix sometimes is even there the other day it was like zero uv hmm. it was a completely random day i looked at i like looking at the uv index because mm -hmm. depending on when you know i'll just see like oh i'm gonna get it toasted and the other day at like three or four o'clock when I was going to go on a ride, it was like zero UV. I was like, what? And San Diego, it'll be even higher than that. Oh, I've a seen, I've seen high. up to 12. I've yeah. seen on a normal day. It's not even that hot. It's like 76 degrees outside. And you look at the UV index and then it says extreme, no longer yeah. than like 15 minutes at a time in direct sunlight. And you're like, Oh my God. And you're trying to go to the beach and you're having to down a bottle of sunscreen just to be able to go. It's it can be absolutely nuts. The only you place I've it. ever been. Right, where right it was to the worse. right to the right to the body. Straight up just drink <laughs> it. Just drink it. <laughs> Get them that inside. Recommended listeners. We are yes, please, uh, please, please, please don't do, do that. Drink don't 
Sunscreen. Don't sue us. Um, <laughs> no, the, the only place I've ever seen worse is when I was hiking in Northern California and we were at 12,000 feet. With that oh, little yeah. air, you're closer, that little air, that, that lack of protection, I got more burnt than it had ever been up to that point in my life. And my skin was splotchy for weeks. It was so bad. Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't wear any sunscreen the whole trip. I have the hat, man. Oh, it was brutal. Hat, full. I'm telling you, these sun shirts are, are a game changer. They're great. Um, so anyway, that's, that's my update. And Sean, how was your ride? I mean, give me, give me the rundown. How did the ride go? It was, it was really, really fun, really hard. Um, I hadn't ridden a bike in about a year, so my quads were not quite ready yet to, to really be pushing me up hills. Um, I also have a very heavy mountain bike for anybody that, that did, that hasn't listened to that episode. I recommend you go listen to the cycling episode. I have a very heavy steel mountain bike. And so, um, trying to push it through the streets and up the hills was quite a feat, but it was really invigorating to to really feel my muscles burn. Um, I hadn't felt that in a while where I was like at that point of I feel like my legs are going to fall off. There was something so enjoy, enjoyable about hitting that point. Um, I, I had so much fun. I, I packed a sandwich. I went and rode around for a few, about two hours. And then nice. obviously taking breaks. So it was on a solid two hours and then ate lunch and just chilled and looked at the beach and then rode my bike some more. Like it was a perfect day. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to awesome, do it man. again. Well, it's just for you. Yeah. Thanks. I, I want to do it again, but uh, we're about to hit another heat wave. I know for <laughs> you, John out there, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's this weekend is supposed to be in close to 100 to 101 at my house oh, no. and i'm in a second story with no air conditioning so it's going to be a brutal couple of days i'm, we'll, I'm we'll lucky you're it. here we'll recording <laughs> recording with me right now i know I'm, I'm, it's going to be a couple of like friday is when it kicks in saturday is supposed to be 101 here so we'll see how it actually turns out but yes we'll 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 touch base next week uh for all the listeners on um whether i survived this weekend okay yeah we'll, we'll hopefully you survive but before we keep going, we dive into how we're making changes with regards to our nutrition. This is going to be an episode where we're going to focus on taking stock of our nutritional journeys up to this point in 2022. Um, well, specifically within the context of the year, because I think it's important to always take stock of what you're doing every single year, what's working, what's not working. Data and data collection is huge. And well, we do get older every single year. So it's very important to understand what's going on with the mind and body and how those are connecting. But before we get into that, we're going to dive into one of our favorite things to talk about, which is our social media. We got a website. It's hooked back up and running. Thankfully, the people at Bluehost helping us out. And if you want to find out where to get all of the information that's going on with us, go to howtohobbypodcast.com. And that's where you can find uh, all of our episodes. We have uh, some of our biography data on there about who we are and what we do and what we really enjoy. We also have a Gmail account. That's the best way to get in touch with us directly. If you want to get get into the into the ring, let us know what you're thinking, whether the show was great, whether it was subpar, or maybe you got inspired to do something. We want to hear about it. So you can reach us at howtohobbypodcast at gmail.com. And we do have Instagram, Twitter, and that's at howtohobbypodcast. Sean and me are always doing something. So you want to stay up to date. These are the ways you can do it. But without further ado, we're going to jump into 
our regularly slated episode tonight. And Sean, I'm excited to hear what you're doing in 2022 to change things up when it comes to nutrition. Yeah, I'm I'm incredibly excited to walk through this tonight. This is something that has been on my mind a lot in the last couple of weeks. Um, when John and I were trying to discuss what we wanted to talk about and how we wanted to approach this topic, it's something that really what the way I want to frame this is I, I want to pick John's brain. Um, I have so many questions for him because he's he's embarked on this this nutrition and health journey a lot longer than I have. And um, I, I really want to pick his brain. So for me, I'll give a little bit of background to everybody and and why to, to help everyone understand where I'm coming from. Um, but I have grown up very unhealthy my whole life. I have always been overweight. Um, my doctors have said I've been in the obese category since I was, I think, like seven years old. Um, I played sports, but it was mainly I would get fit for the season. And then as soon as the season would end, I would get unfit again. And then the next season would start and I get really fit again. And I went through this up and down. And, you know, I, a couple of years ago, I was actually at the heaviest I ever weighed in my whole life. And I was really struggling with body image issues and um, just confidence issues and everything that was going on. And so I've, I've done this health journey a couple of times, but I've never done it the right way. And that's what I'm changing this time is, as John was saying, is I'm not doing this just to do it. I'm trying to take stock of what has changed, what am I doing, how am I feeling, and then adjust my practices, my diets, my exercises to fit that rather than focusing solely on, I just want to be skinny because I mm. want to look good. It's like, no, I'm kind of tired of feeling bad. So that's that's really where I'm coming from this. Um at any point in this entire episode, if anyone hears anything that we either, you know, get wrong, or if you have more input, please, please, please email. I am in a phase where I'm reading as much literature as I can. I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to soak up information about nutrition, health, fitness, working out, everything. Um, so please send me any information. But yeah, the, the intention here is focusing on how to take stock of where we're at and how we can progress to give us better access to do the hobbies that we want to do. Oh man, I love it, Sean. And thanks so much for being transparent. I think this is not something that is unique to you. And and unfortunately, this is something that is going on in our country right now. Mm -hmm. We have, and, and I'm very passionate. I was just sharing before the show about, I want everybody to feel good about the things they're doing. That's my ultimate goal when it comes to spending time on these podcast episodes with you. I, I, I mean, nutrition for me is just such a huge part of my life and it, and it propels me. It gives me the fuel to be able to do everything that we've talked about in all of our previous content and, 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 and to even get on and feel motivated to get on here with you. I mean, we're doing this out of the, yeah, this is, we're not getting paid to do this. This is something that we're doing because we love chatting with each other about some of the harder things in life, and this being one of the hardest, tackling our own nutritional journeys. And, and in the midst of everything that goes on what in the media and the constant comparison game, it, it can be so demoralizing. So I, I just want to say, first and foremost, up front on the air, I'm proud of you. And I, I really hope that you can feel continue to push forward in this on an upward trajectory through you know any support you need from me and through the various ways you're you're already doing so hats off to you and i guess we'll just start off so 
taking stock of where you're at in 2022 um, with this new phase. You said this just recently happened. So yep. within the last, what, week, two weeks? You've it's been-, been about two weeks. Yeah, it's been about two weeks. I The catalyst was really quitting my job. I While I was working, I was in such a high pace, high stress environment that I was, I was doing everything to make my felt self feel worse. I was eating as much as I could because I was stressed and I was mm. like, I need to cope with that. I would get home and I was just binging food until I passed out. And then I get up the next morning and do it all over again. And I was watching the scale go up and I was watching myself feel worse and worse. And so quitting, I was like, you know, and now I finally have the time to focus on what I want to be doing and how I want to feel. And the biggest thing that set me on this path right now is I started realizing that my fitness was negatively affecting how my access to hobbies. Mm-hmm. My that my absolute favorite hobby of everything I've ever done in my whole life has been hiking. I love hiking. It is how I find inner peace. It is how I relax. And I started noticing that I was hurting so much more at the end of a hike. My back was hurting. My legs were hurting. My feet were hurting. And I was like, what is going on? What is happening? And I was realizing that as my weight was going up, my body is now under so much more stress trying mm-hmm. to to move somebody close to 300 pounds through the the hills and up the banks and everything. And it, it, it was, I was hurting myself and I was, it started noticing, okay, I'm not hiking as much as I like to, because I was hurting and I was trying to walk the dog and, oh God, my back really hurts today. And no, I just, we're going to do a short walk today. Like I started doing that without realizing Mm. what was happening. And then when I sat back and looked, I was like, oh my God, by not taking charge of my health in the right ways, I am hurting myself in the things that make me happy and the things fulfill my soul. And I've gone through this journey so many times before. I've done almost every fad diet you can imagine. Um, and I just have, I do it for six weeks and then lose all interests. And I mm. do it for six weeks and I lose all interest. So this time I'm focusing more on not getting to a set weight. I'm not even weighing myself. I don't care. I just want to say, how do I feel? Do I feel better today than yesterday? If I don't, what do I do differently? So that's that's what sparked it. I started realizing I can't hike as far as I want to because I'm in too much pain. And that's when I was like, oh, crap, I need to start doing something. Well, and, and I feel like, again, I, I said that at the beginning with respect to every year we get another year older. Mm-hmm. This is, it, it sounds just kind of crazy, but I was just listening to that uh, Andrew Huberman podcast of uh, three, I think it was two weeks ago ironically. And the guy, Dr. Atia, the mechanical PhD is like engineer turned uh, doctor pretty much was talking about how high you need your glider to be. If you want to live to this age, like mm-hmm. everybody has an age they want to live to and everybody has goals. They want to be able to do in that age. And, and unfortunately in our culture, this is the thing that hurts my heart is in our culture, we have all these grand plans, by 60, we're going to be retired and we're going to be living the best <laughs> life ever, right? And we are. We have that opportunity. But if we don't make the little decisions, the micro decisions, the compounding effect, we've talked about it here on this show in the past, but these little, they don't, they seem like blips, right? Oh, I did this, this, I did this last night. Oh, it's okay. Or I did, you know, I did this a couple times this week. Mm-hmm. Those little things add up over the scheme of a 30 year period. 
And by yep. the time you get to, to 60, you can't do it. My mom is a, is a PT and she sees it every single day with, you know, the, the, the effects of this, the unfortunate, you, you let something slip. And I don't, I don't, I want to encourage you. I don't think it is this, but I have a problem with, with diets. I, I don't think diets are the answer. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you've clearly noticed that because yep. it's a fad. The thing is, it's a fad. It's not sustainable. And, and I hope that through um, this next phase that you're, you're going into, that we can work together to, one, encourage others. And, and I'm sure they're going to be encouraged by, by what you're saying. And I want to keep saying thank you. Um, but two, just being able to stick with some of the like more consistent patterns that you can model with regards to nutrition. And, and so, you know, we can go as in-depth as, as you want on this episode. You know, I'm sure we'll, this will be something that we'll continue to talk about through, through, the, through the year. But so, so as of today, Sean is turning over a new leaf. Um, what are the things that you're looking into that, you, that have sparked your interest this time and that you kind of see and or are like marking as that could be a sustainable habit moving forward. Yeah. The first place I started was just paying attention to what my body was trying to tell me and I wasn't listening. So the, the first thing that I started trying is for the last week, I've cut out breakfast. It's, it's a fad diet. It's intermittent fasting, right? Like everyone talks about it, cut out breakfast. You'll immediately get skinny. No, it's just, it helps glucose, your insulin resistance. There's a lot of science behind it, but it's not some magical thing that you just stop eating breakfast and suddenly you're going to get fit. What I was doing is I was realizing that I would get up and I would make breakfast and I would eat. And then I would eat lunch around noon. Let's say I was eating breakfast around 7.30, meaning lunch around noon. What I started realizing when I was telling myself I'm not going to eat until lunch is I wasn't actually even hungry until about 10 or 11 in the morning. So what I was doing is I was making breakfast and eating because I told myself you have to eat breakfast and then I would eat lunch and then I would eat dinner and I'd get up and do the same thing without even realizing the fact that I'm not even hungry (laughs) Well, I'm eating without being hungry. So that was the first thing that I was like, oh my God, my body has been telling me this whole time. Maybe you can do a couple of days a week without eating, without eating breakfast. Let's see what you can do. Um, and that That's that great. was the first thing. It was so crazy. And I today, um, I ate dinner pretty early last night, and then I pushed today to get lunch because I knew I was going to be eating a lot more food at Monarch than I normally would. And so I was kind of like, okay, let's see how long I can push myself. And it was so interesting. Like I, I remember dry sitting in my car this morning, smiling to myself like a fool because I said, "Oh my God!" For the first time in I can't remember how long, my body is actually telling me something and i'm listening to it i'm hungry it's telling me i'm hungry and it's not my mind i'm bored i'm no i'm actually hungry so it's time to eat i hadn't experienced that in a very long time so that's just been intermittent fasting first thing that i started doing let's just skip breakfast and see what happens well and that that's so great i and i do just want to interject here that that is so important listeners and 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 sean and, and myself we want to hear what our bodies are telling us. And I heard another nutritionist talk about this. He was actually an intermittent fastest, fasting scientist, mm-hmm. fa- fastest, 
He was the <laughs> fastest man at intermittent <laughs> fasting ever. He did it um, instantaneously. <laughs> All right. I'm throwing something out, out the window, ladies and gentlemen. But so he was, he was talking about the importance of that exact thing. So that I, I just love that you're, you already identified that because he literally said, if you're not hungry by the next meal, which a lot of the time we're not because mm-hmm. of the amount of food we're eating, it's yep. so out of balance from our actual fitness level that, that we, we don't, you know, like it's not a calorie in calorie out, like function. That's the thing is, is everybody likes to think of it. Like it's this perfect I do this number and I get this number. It's it's not really. I don't yep. think of it that way. I think it's all about the feeling because your body will tell you if you have nutrition in line, if simply this, if you have your nutrition in line, then your body will tell you what it needs and what it doesn't need. And that this is the hard part. That means cutting out a lot of the processed goods because processed goods don't tell. Trust me. I know they taste good. They taste really, really good, and it's hard to stop. It's not. This is not something that's new. It's been going on for 30, 40, 50 plus years since we cut out fat and 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 replaced it with sugar. Yep. That should have been the first alarm bell from everybody in the country, but it wasn't. So again, this is this is like been a fifty year problem, if not longer. I mean, I think it's a little bit longer than that, but for our purposes, it's been a thirty year problem for us since we've mm-hmm. been born. And we've had to navigate. And now there is a lot more learning and people are getting. So anyway, this is good. This is all good, good things. And I just want to say again, great job for identifying something and and being happy about it. Yeah. Because that is the key. And and my number one uh, thing that I love about the way I've currently set up my journey in 2022 um, and where I'm at with my nutrition is, is, Forcing myself to look forward to every meal. So if I'm not phys- like physically and mentally, two things, two turns of the button. If not, I'm not mentally and physically excited about it, something is wrong. That's yep. the way I look at it, period. So if, if I'm not super excited to go and get that food and I'm just like not jazzed out of my mind, then something is up. It, it means that either the nutritional value is off or I'm just not hungry yet. But it's it's really it's a very simple thing when you look at it. And but this this is where I'm at. I mean, it took me this long in conjunction to your journey to figure. I mean, that's like a new, a newish thing. And when I started to realize that I had some potential to go off the rails was when COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And we transitioned to working from home. And I have a, a, you know, a pretty fast metabolism because I do a lot of workouts and things and blah, 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 blah. Um, there's also difference in, in your genetics and all that. But it really, at the end of the day, it's noise. I, I really do look at it as noise. Um, going to the kitchen is still a discipline act for everybody, period. And we, we, we do a lot of finger pointing and comparing on social media. Oh, you could just eat whatever you want all day long. Yeah, I could. But you know what? I feel terrible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because <laughs> there's, really there's, there's, a, there's a comparison or I, I don't know the right word. There is a, a unhealthy obsession with 
how do I look versus how do I feel? And everyone is so obsessed with, oh, you have a crazy fast metabolism. You can eat everything you want. And you're like, yeah, I can eat whatever I want and I look the same, but it doesn't mean I feel how I want to feel. My, like for me, I have been tied to such a rigid at, we're going to say roughly at seven o'clock you eat breakfast, at 12 o'clock you eat lunch, at six o'clock you eat dinner. And that, that schedule, what it did to me was it meant I was eating because I thought I was supposed to eat, not because I wanted to eat. So I wasn't as excited, like you were saying, to go to every meal and go get lunch or go eat or make dinner because I was like, oh, God, it's a chore I have to do. I'm doing it because I'm I'm supposed to not doing it because I actually want to eat this meal. Like, I'll tell you, when I got to Monarch this morning, this afternoon, and I took that first bite of that flatbread and i know pizza's not good for you but you know what i had i'd worked out i was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna treat myself when i took that first bite of flatbread it was the best thing i had ever tasted in my whole life i was like oh my god this is like everything that i had done the making sure i feel hungry the workouts everything i'd done was worth the experience of biting into that food and being oh my god this is magical whether it was the same old pizza i would have eaten two two or three weeks ago and i wouldn't have even thought about it this was like i paused i sat there i put the book down that i was reading i looked at the pizza and went holy crap that tastes so good wow and that was when i was like oh my god this this is what it means to actually pay attention to what you're doing i i just said stop paying attention well and again it's it's very easy to do it's not it, it, it you you think and and this is the other thing that um as we as we move forward in the sort of negative trajectory with regards to nutrition i think other things start to take place we get addicted to other uppers and downers and that's the thing that i'm also passionate about is keeping yourself off the like on exercise and off the medication Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, there's there's a time and a place for modern medicine, but it, as a daily part of the routine, you can have supplements and I supplement with various things. We can talk about that in, in another episode at some point. But as far as medication goes, I, I really think it's it should be a, you know, arm length type of interaction with it, because if you're not feeling good and then you add in the antidepressant, that's not it. It, it's a very, very slippery slope in my mind from from just knowing the pros of being off of something like that. Um, and and again, everybody's different. Everybody has like, maybe it's medically necessary. Then that is a definite, uh, obviously, take care of yourself. But I, I think the goal for myself personally has always been keep that stuff at bay as much as possible, unless at all else necessary for my overall well-being and health. And um, and additionally, not de- overly dependent on any one thing. So I think there's a ton of great things that are on offer. Beer, coffee, yep. you know, these are things that are great, in but in a very liberal disciplined manner but everything but this is this is really my 2022 goal and and health journey and i think has been for a long time this is kind of overarching 
But discipline regarding the fuel is just as important as the discipline when it comes to doing the physical activity, the hobby. You yep. need it. We talk about discipline, but it's like it—it it is such a huge part and backbone of this entire equation that you can't cut it out. I mean, it's if you don't have discipline with the fuel, then you're not going to really have discipline with the with the activity. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what hobby. Yeah, um, I wholeheartedly agree. And it's the the discipline is both in my mind physical and metaphysical. So the the physical discipline is eating the right stuff, right? Like staying away from processed foods. Absolutely, for the love of God, we have to get away from sugar. Um, that is the single most detrimental thing, chemical, I think we've ever released upon the general public. Um, have to go well, away from the, sugar. The artificial sweeteners. Correct. Artificial yeah, yeah, sugars. yeah. Artificial. I mean, well, and, and processed sugar. Processed yes, sugar. Yes, so, yes. so, yes, natural sugar is completely different. But processed sugar is like actually white sugar, brown sugar, mm -hmm. anything, any of the stevias, even though I know it's not technically sugar, but anything that sweetens up what we're tasting i think if you don't like how it is without sugar don't eat it move on to something else but yeah um i think that that physical discipline is important to buy the right things make sure you eat the right things and that you don't eat too much uh there's john i won't get too into like exactly what you need to be doing there are endless amounts of resources for the macros you want to look at and the different proteins and everything there what i will say is less sugar less processed foods Boom. Stay to the outside of the grocery store. Generally, the outside of the grocery store is healthier right. food. The aisles are the unhealthy food. So, boom, number one, physical. Metaphysical discipline is having the inner dialogue with yourself. Like, for me, I have a huge problem with eating too much. Like, I, I enjoy this food. I'm going to eat to the point that I feel bad. I should have mm. stopped 10 minutes ago, right? And what I started doing was you know, sitting in my room and I'm like, God, I'm hungry. I want a bag of chips. And I go, okay, first accept the fact that, that there's nothing wrong with wanting a bag of chips. Chips are delicious. Everyone who likes chips wants chips. The question mm. is why, why am I doing this? Why do I feel like this? And I say, is it because I'm bored? Is it because I'm actually hungry? And if I'm actually hungry, why am I why is my brain and my gut telling me go for the chips rather than go for an apple or go for anything else? Go like I had, I hate broccoli. I generally hate broccoli. I'll tell you what, I had raw broccoli from the fridge that I, I washed and I cut up and I made a mixture of olive oil, mustard and lemon juice. And mm. I was dipping the broccoli in that. Dude, it was the best snack I've ever had in my life. It was so delicious. I just had oh, always told myself. Tell me, man. Oh, <laughs> I always, love the veggies. I get I myself like, in trouble. Yeah. And I was like, I, I always told myself my whole life was go eat a bag of chips, not go eat broccoli. So it's having that dialogue for myself and recognizing that I have this propensity to eat more than I should and to eat things that aren't good for me and to not talk to myself with shame and be like, you shouldn't be doing that. And you're a horrible person for doing this, or you're an idiot one way or the other. Just say, just accept it. Know that this is the way that I've been my whole life. I need to understand that I'm doing it. That's the first step. Second step is why am I doing it? Third step is how do I change it? And that's, mm. that's the journey I'm currently going on. I'm not focusing hardcore on, workouts until I fall over or, you know, crazy calorie cutting or anything. I'm just saying, 
why am I like this? Why am yeah. I who I am? And how do I change it to what I want to be able to do? My end goal, my dream in life is I want to do a backpacking trip across Ireland. That is my ultimate oh my gosh. six a six month trip from one side to the other, bounce all over Ireland with just a backpack and just doing that is that has been my goal since I was 16 years old. That's amazing. I have never in my life been in the shape required to do that. <laughs> it's always been, I I want to do it. I'm never going to be able to do it. And what I started realizing was instead of saying, I can't do it, start asking myself, how can I do it? And this mm. was the first step in the journey was just recognizing starting my own health journey and saying, I need, I need to do better for myself. And John, you were talking about medication. I'm on blood pressure medication. I've been on blood pressure medication since I was like 17 years old. It runs in my family. Mm -hmm. my, my dad's had it. My grandpa, my uncles, everybody in my dad's side of the family all the way through, whether they're skinny or overweight, always have high blood pressure. Um, so it's a genetic thing for me. I hate the fact that I have to take medication. I hate the fact that I rely on that medication every day to not have health related issues. I have just accepted the fact that I'm going to be on blood pressure medication the rest of my life. And I started going, why am I, why am I accepting that when there's something mm. that I could try to do now, let's say I get completely fit and I still need to be on blood pressure, blood pressure medication. Cool. That's what it is. I tried, but if yeah. knowing that if there's something I can do to the fact that I don't have to be reliant on anything, like knowing that if I wanted to, to go on a six month backpacking trip, that I had to somehow get six months worth of blood pressure medication, mm. that that makes it basically impossible for me to be able to do anything. I want to go disappear into the woods for three weeks to go on a, a hunting trip. I have to make sure I have enough medication. And if I don't, I have to talk to my doctor. I have to get a prescription refilled. It's like, if this is a medication I could get off, I'm going to try. So wow, that's, man. I know that was a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to process all of this. So the listeners, you're seeing this kind of happen in real time as I'm like trying to, to oh, work no, through it's... this myself. But um, yeah, I'm just so, I'm so tired of feeling bad. And it's just, it's time for something, something to change. And I'm lo not looking at anything drastic. I'm just like, look, I feel bad. I don't want to feel bad anymore. How do I change it? Well, and again, I think you're on the right track. This, these are not easy. You already said you you said it right there. You said you know that we know the answer. We're engineers. You're re, you're in a recalibration stage of your of your journey, and and you have to rewire the brain. So, and that's the hard part, man. Because I literally I see this in in our culture. Is it's just you just give up because, right? I'm. This is, it's the same thing with dads. Oh, you're, well, we're going to get that dad bod and then you're just going to, you know, give up and, and you won't be able to do anything you like to do. And yeah, it's, it's difficult, Sean. I'll tell you, being a dad and a parent is very, it takes discipline. It takes, you need to get yours where you can get it. You know, I, I'm, a, I have to work out it at the, at the end of the day at like mm -hmm. late, late times at night. It's different than, than when you're single and you can just do everything you want to do. Um, one of my new things, I want to finish this episode with talking about ways that we can, we can, you know, workouts we can do and mm -hmm. things we can implement to really encourage at different stages. So I just want to let everybody know, and you as well, Sean, for myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm fit. I'm, I'm, a. have been doing this journey for, you know, I've, I've shared on the show. I've been riding to work, uh, 
for day in, day out. Well, I mean, didn't start day in, day out, but I've worked myself up myself up to be able to do it every single day. And now that I, I just want to encourage people that like, you may not think you can get there, but when you do you, I miss it. When I actually physically drive into the office, I am sad because I didn't do the thing that my body actually at this point loves so much. Mm-hmm. It is the riding out here is boring. Oh my gosh. It's boring. It is a straight line. It is just, you're, you're looking at the same stuff every single day, but you know what? There's still something to it. And there's a lot to learn from that experience. And that's all I'm going to say is I, and I'm still learning. I'm still a student of the, some days it sucks. Some days it's not that great, but you know what? It it has been a catalyst for me to understand that I don't need to be, I don't even need a car at this point. I feel like I don't need a car. We mm-hmm. have the family car and that is free. Man, that is like, there's something to that. Like, oh yeah, you know, you could go out and spend 50K on a new car right now, or you could just ride your bike. I would rather just ride my bike. Yeah. Keep my crappy old car for as many years as I can do it and and suffer with the no AC and the and the way it's just terrible. But one thing I am doing as well to push myself because everybody's doing it at different levels. And this is what I want to share with you guys is I'm I'm back in the gym lifting weights. I'm trying to, there, no matter what, even if you're somebody who's doing something every single day, there's always ways to improve. So I want to encourage you, everybody on your various journeys across the spectrum of, of physical activity and hobbies, you can always take stock and, and find a way to push a little bit harder for your future, for our future, Sean. Like, yep. I want to be with you on that trip or going across Ireland. I want to be the best, you know, man I can be for my kids and, and, and really be fit with them as they grow. It makes me so excited to know that I can be flexible enough. I can be agile enough to, to spend time with my kids into an old age. And for me, that's a a huge driver, but getting back in the gym is not, not easy because I have to go right from work, have to go down to the gym, work out and then ride home. So it's like adding, you know, it adds time and it adds, it's got to be very specific and I've got to be very disciplined about it. But you know what? I'm seeing small gains. They're not large. Mm-hmm. That, that that right there is the number one thing to take out of this is that it is going to be incredibly small gains over a long period of time that will sum to a large gain. It's going to take time. It will be slow. For me right now, I am purely starting with body weight. Would I love to be in a gym? 100%. But I think it would be a waste of my time. I think I would end up hurting myself. I wouldn't know what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not in a place where I can do weightlifting. For me, I'm just starting pure body weight. And it's it's for me, like I'm doing simple things, squats, lunges, you know, some some ab workouts, push-ups, just general fitness stuff, some cardio, you know, All jumping you up need, and down. Man. Like All that's, you need. That's what I'm doing. And I was I was talking with my mom about this because um, our dishwasher, my parents' dishwasher broke and I had to help my dad get it out and we had to lift it up. And, you know, watching my dad get up and down off the ground was painful to watch because he's severely overweight. And he's very out of shape. And I was just telling her, I was like, if, cause she, she is in her fifties and she's like, oh my God, I don't think I can work out. And I was like, honestly, the best place to work out, lay down on the ground, stand back up. 
mm-hmm. lay down on the ground, stand back up. Like you don't even have to do anything crazy. If you can get to a point where I can get down on the ground and I can stand back up without having to grunt or without having to grab onto something or without struggling, you you lay on the ground, stand back up 10 times a day for a couple of weeks, you're already going to see improvements in strength and mobility and agility. It's, it is absolutely crazy how good our bodies are at adapting to physical work. All you have to do is whether you're using your own weight, just exercise a little bit, or as Tim Kennedy, who is a green beret in the army, he was an MMA fighter. His favorite saying is go get it, go pick up something heavy and move yeah. it around. Yeah. That's all he says. Go pick up something heavy and move it around, walk around with it. That's all you have to do to get some exercise. It's nothing that... crazy. If I need a multi-million dollar gym, nope. Go pick up a case of water, walk up and down your street. Boom. You just worked out. Like yeah. Dr. <laughs> crazy. said the same thing. Pick up, pull something, pull something up heavy, you know, walk around with something heavy, like firemen carry your buddy around, you know, <laughs> wall hang, wall sit. It's it's very air squats. I mean, yeah, it's the most basic thing. And even just doing that, starting with, I mean, what are you starting with, Sean? Are you like three times a week, four times a week? Because it doesn't even need to be every single day. Nope. Right now it's about four to five days a week. Um, I took the weekends off because I was so sore because I'm worked out in a while. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do five days a week. And, you know, I took the weekend off. I didn't work out today. I went for a walk, but I'm going to work out a little extra tomorrow. Um, but I mean, it's, it's seriously easy. Just go find something heavy to pick up and move it around. That's such a great place to start. You don't need these expensive weights or or belts or or anything. Just just go lift. Everybody has something heavy in their house that they can pick up a few times a day. That's all it takes. Well, and we're all about value here at the How Do How You podcast. We have one of our common strands that's run through the entire series here, and 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 something we continue to preach is we are big proponents of you don't need to spend the crazy money to get into the hobby, to do the thing. And this is like no other, or sorry, like every other one of those times, literally you've got a body, it's got weight, start there. Literally start there and make consistent choices. I've been doing a little ab workout, 10 minute ab workout a couple times a week, just cause I I was like, you know what? I, I, I don't know, I'm getting older. I just wanna keep my core strong. Period. It was a mm-hmm. simple like, well, I'm I'm now another year older. I'm going to add this in this year. I mean, I, I feel like it's as simple as making those decisions for yourself and holding yourself to it because you yep. never know. We've talked about it, Sean, but like the compounding effect, we keep bringing it true. But, uh, you know, if you're even just stretching for five minutes, I implemented that three years ago and I'm still doing it before I get into bed. You know what it does? It makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. to get into bed. I mean, it's like these little things that are five, 10 minutes here, there. And, and, and it just, you know, bookends the day. Maybe it starts the day. Maybe it finishes the day. It really doesn't matter as long as you're feeling good. And, and, and that is something that you've identified. I'll tell you, Sean, every single, well, today was, was outstanding. It was an outstanding day for me because I felt good I was hungry for every single meal and I was looking forward to it. I was like, nice. Oh yes. And, and for me, every single one I, and 
I still make mistakes, listeners. Being somebody that, you know, rides to work, blah, 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 blah. I have, I, I do things every single, I still, just like you, Sean, I talked about it last episode. We went to, you know, for the anniversary trip, went to El Charo, chowed down on some Mexican food. But it's not about the outlier experiences. Like you can have sugar from time to time. You can have a Mexican, a crazy Mexican dinner, as long as you've got the framework that the framework it's bounded. We talked about this last time on our, on our uh, financial episode, you got to bound the, the data period, no matter what it is. And I hope people, if anything, listening to us, and I, if you're seeing me right now, I'm like shouting <laughs> and, and my hands are going all over the place. I look like a madman. But if you're going to take anything from any of our content, please take away that it's all about how you bound the data to keep the outliers from being consistently outliers in the data. And that's outside of your parameters that you've set. We have budget parameters that we don't cross. We have fitness and nutrition parameters that we don't cross. When you cross that, it's okay. It's okay to make a mistake. Be patient. And rein it back in and, and and tackle that next week. I make mistakes. Sean, I'm sure this, you know, this first part of the year hasn't been great for you, but man, you can do it. You can set the bounds and get into a good space with and, and a really good uh parameter set for what you have going on in your life. And mm -hmm. everybody is different. Everybody's set of and and their you know, guide rails are going to be different. So I'm so excited for you to find where yours lie and how you're going to craft your journey moving forward. But you better believe I'm going to be right there, baby. Oh! I know you are. I know you are. And and <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to to do this. I also I'm I'm also really excited that I'm putting this out there for everybody here for John because I want you guys to hold me accountable. I've done this so many times before where I get into this thing and then six weeks later I completely drop off. So I'm I'm gonna be doing updates. We're gonna keep talking about this. Um, and, and I look for any feedback to any of the listeners have any stories of your own, you know, your own journeys or your own mistakes that you've made or successes. Please send them over. John, you send me yours. Like, I want all of this because this is motivation for keeping me accountable to myself, for actually taking my life serious for, for one of the first times uh, in my life of actually realizing this is this is up to me. If no one else is going to do this for me, it is I'm on my own. I got to figure this out. And um, it's, it's nerve wracking, but I'm really excited for it. Oh, man, I'm so excited for you. And you better believe I'm going to be right there. We are going to be continuing to put out one thing, you know, passionate content regarding this. But thanks for sharing. Um, and I hope, listeners, you have a great rest of your, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, a great rest of your time. We will be back to you with more content next week. But for now, we hope this was enough for you. Sean, take care. And listeners, have a great time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the How To Hobby Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please give us a like and or follow us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks a lot and take care.